This podcast is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, award-winning wealth managers who go above and beyond to support and guide you. Visit candowealth.com to start building your wealth with confidence. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's Daily Politics Podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and this is the Sunday Roundup. The Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab joined Sophie Raworth this morning to address the continuing crisis in Ukraine. The war has not been going quite as smoothly as Vladimir Putin might have hoped, and within the first few days, the command has been given to place Russia's nuclear deterrence forces on high alert. Raworth asked Raab to address this worrying development. President Putin is so unpredictable. Do you think he could use a nuclear weapon? I think some of the rhetoric around that has been just that. I think he's trying to take the conversation away from the stuttering initial phase of the campaign. Remember, conscripts going into Ukraine from Russia, the very young ones, will have been told they were peacekeepers. They clearly faced resistance that they weren't expecting. The Russian people were, were, were told the same, and that this would be a glorious invasion and retaking uh, ancient Russian lands. That is both false, but also demonstrably disproven uh, that this is in Russia's interest by the impact on their economy that our sanctions have had. But what you do always expect with Putin is that he will try and lash out then. Um, so I'm afraid that is part of his playbook, which is why we need to show strategic stamina and see this through with our international allies. We hear from President Zelensky day after day, and he is still in Ukraine and still calling for a no-fly zone. He says NATO has given the green light to the bombing of Ukrainian cities and villages by refusing to create that no-fly zone, and everyone who dies will be because of NATO as well, because of NATO's weakness, because of NATO's disunity. If you had to speak to the Ukrainian people, if you spoke to President Zelensky, yeah. what would you say? Well, look, we understand that creed accord, that plight, uh, and that he wants everything done. We, we've just been clear all along, not just the UK, that our allies, the United States, we're not going to engage Putin in direct military confrontation. Uh, that is a, a playing and giving sucker to his argument that he's actually in a conflict with the West. This is not what this is about. He has invaded a, a, a free country. Boris Johnson has already compared Putin's actions in Ukraine to the last years of Slobodan Milosevic, the Serbian leader who has become known to history as the Butcher of the Balkans. Trevor Phillips asked Raab if he agreed with the Prime Minister's characterisation. The Red Cross says that the Russians have broken the ceasefire by shelling civilians. This is actually your own professional field. As a lawyer, and you've prosecuted war criminals. This must be a war crime, mustn't it? Well, you're right that the, the uh, reckless and, uh, frankly, appalling tactics by the Putin regime uh, must be held to account, not just Putin himself, but also anyone taking illegal orders. And so on top of the £220 million of humanitarian support we're providing uh, to the Ukrainian people, we're also very clear uh, that as the International Criminal Court opens uh, its examination of what's taking place, and it's right that a court decides whether war crimes have been committed, we will provide the support, uh, diplomatic support. We've been part of the countries that have referred this to the ICC. But also, we've got a history from Nuremberg uh, onwards of supporting war crimes uh, prosecutions, whether it's through forensic evidence and or, or right the way through to, of course, Charles Taylor, um, Radovan Karadzic are here in uh, 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 British jails. Uh, and uh, we'll do whatever it takes. We've got a, a huge amount of experience. And I would also just say it's part of what we do as a country as a force for good. You have a, a British prosecutor at the ICC. There's a British judge, Joe Corner. They're independent. Yeah. But it is part of what we do to support those institutions and hold Putin to account. 
Sophie Rayworth spoke to the Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer to get his response to the conflict. Is there a red line beyond which we would just have to intervene? Well, I think everybody understands why there can't be a military intervention because of the escalation that would inevitably follow from that. It does mean that the other measures, the sanctions and other measures, have to be the strongest that are possible across the world, including here in the United Kingdom. It's, it's among the reasons we're pushing the government so hard on sanctions, because the sanctions have to do a lot of work here. They have to not just isolate Russia, they have to make it impossible for Russia to function. And so we've got a big bill, a piece of legislation going through Parliament tomorrow. We want to push the government further and faster than they're going on sanctions because they have to do so much work in this conflict. You say that everybody understands why a no-fly zone is not being imposed. President Zelensky doesn't, and he's called for that repeatedly. But is there a point at which we can no longer stand back and watch? If President Putin just keeps shelling cities for, for days, weeks, if people keep dying? Well, NATO has been very clear as an alliance on this, that getting drawn into a war between NATO and Russia, the escalation, um, would benefit nobody. It would be a very, very risky um, situation that nobody wants to see. And that's why what you've seen in the last 10 days is this incredible unity. Putin wants to see division. He wants to see um, Ukraine's allies divided. He wants to see NATO divided. He wants to see a division between the political parties here in the United Kingdom. Uh, and that's why we as the Labour Party, as the opposition, on the principle of standing up for Ukraine against Russian aggression, we stand as one in the United Kingdom on that issue. Our aim is to push the government further on sanctions. We've got um, the opportunity tomorrow, and if sanctions are going to work, it's very important that we know who owns what property here in the United Kingdom. Rayworth challenged Starmer over why he was now so keen to display a united front, having previously called for the Prime Minister to resign after Partygate. Until very recently, you were calling for the Prime Minister to resign. Do you now withdraw that call for him to resign immediately? I do think there's a basic question of trust, and it does seem a long time ago now we were talking about all of the allegations that the Prime Minister faces, he, of course, is still being investigated by the Metropolitan Police. I do think there's an issue of trust. But I'm very clear, as the leader of the opposition, leader of the Labour Party, that when it comes to standing up to Russian aggression and standing in support of Ukraine, it's very important in the United Kingdom and in our politics that we show the world that we're united. And therefore, whatever other challenges and frustrations and criticism I have of the Prime Minister, and I've got many, on this issue, um, there is unity. And it's very important that we demonstrate that unity. And there was a fantastic moment in Parliament on Wednesday last week when the Ukrainian ambassador came to Parliament and every single person spontaneously turned to him and clapped. And that was an incredible moment but it reflected something that's very real, which is this unity across Parliament. So, yes, I have my criticism. Those challenges are not going to go away. But when it comes to standing up to Russian aggression, we stand as one. Which means you withdraw your call for him to resign immediately? Well, look, at the moment, the Prime Minister is obviously concentrating on the job in hand, and we stand united as the United Kingdom on that issue. The head of the armed forces, Admiral Sir Tony Radakin, gave his verdict on the state of the war so far. 
But President Putin says, he told uh, French President, President Macron, that he will continue until he achieves the neutralization and disarmament of Ukraine. Does that change anything about the decision by the West not to get involved? No, I think that it's, if anything, it means that the West and the whole globe has to increase its resolve. It's doing the right thing by a unified approach. It's doing the right thing by a cohesive approach. But we all have to acknowledge that we're likely to see Russia ratcheting up the violence. We're going to see more indiscriminate shelling. We're going to see more ridiculous violence, such as that that was meted out on, its, on the Ukraine population or attacking nuclear power plants. And the world has to maintain the resolve to keep applying its pressure on Russia because it's Putin who can bring this to an end. The former Labour MP Ruth Smith, who is now the CEO of the Index on Censorship, told Phillips about the crackdown on Russian media. We've seen a continuing attack in Russia on um, free speech and on media freedom. But what we've seen over the last um, 48 hours is unprecedented. The Voice of America, the BBC, Deutsche Welle, Medusa, uh, Radio Free Europe, which is obviously so relevant um, for um, when we're talking about anything in Eastern Europe, and Radio Liberty have all shut up shop. We've got newspapers and uh, media outlets across Russia who have had to stop their work. Um, some of those who have been so extraordinarily brave this time last week, we saw the editor of Novoya Gazeta um, talking about his, um, his um, uh, paper and how they were putting the front cover was, a, um, the, was the flag of Ukraine. They've now stopped covering what's happening in Ukraine upon fear of uh, prosecution and of going to prison for 15 years. There is no longer any free media operating in uh, Russia. And I would just, I mean, to the, to the extent that even the Scientist magazine in Russia has, um, has, had to, um, has been suspended by the state regulator because 7,500 scientists signed an open letter saying that the war was wrong. And there is literally no media pluralism, there is no free media left in Russia. And finally, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, interviewed the former Prime Minister, Tony Blair, about morality in politics. If the interests of your country don't require you to stop something evil happening, should you still act? So my view is that in, in the world that is interdependent, an enlightened view of self-interest means that it is better that you act to prevent something happening that is going to ultimately will affect you. Right, you, you take the situation in Ukraine. You can say it doesn't matter to people in Britain whether Ukraine is taken over by Russia tomorrow or not in their immediate lives. But I think that in the long term, it's massively contrary to our interests to have a country, an independent sovereign country on the doorstep of Europe, essentially invaded and taken over. The concept of enlightened self-interest always carries with it. You have a certain moral purpose behind it. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't go away from that. That's why in the very first action I ever took was in relation to Sierra Leone in Africa. And, you know, frankly, you couldn't, in one sense, it would be hard to say it was in... It was essential to the British national interest at the time that we prevented the country being taken over by that rebel group and 
and despoiled. But on the other hand, I felt we could do it and we should do it if we could. That's all for this week. I'm Isabel Hardman and this podcast was produced by Matthew Taylor. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffee House Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our daily evening blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening and do join us again next week. <laughs>